0: folks and welcome to the Mountain Bikes Apart podcast. This is the show about everything mountain biking from kit, trail guides and everything in between. I'm Colin Garay and we're trying something a bit different this time around. So this is going to be an episode about an event that I went to a couple of months ago, Relentless 24 in Fort William run by No Fuss Events. Now Relentless 24 is, as the name suggests, a 24-hour race Uh, And it's one that we'd done a few years back as a team of four, me and um, three other friends, including my brother Bruce. And this time around, Bruce and I thought we'd go back and try it as a team of two. Now, I see a team of two wasn't exactly evenly distributed because um, Bruce is a bit of an endurance uh, uh, addict. So he does a lot of Ironman events. Um, He does like really heavy going endurance events. And so he was training, he is training for a few things for next year, which are... Um, proper sort of 24 hour or more events so he wanted to do something quite big towards the end of this year to try it out so he said um, he'll try uh, two thirds of it so we're splitting it up probably something like 16 hours and eight hours for me uh, so that was the intention but you'll hear how it evolved a little bit uh, over the course of the event uh, I won't tell you too much more because I'll hopefully tell you a story through all the recordings we've got coming up Um, But we start off by arriving at Fort William, we headed up in the afternoon of the Friday, arrived about 5pm on uh, Friday, yeah, coming on for dinner time on Friday, and this is how we start off the event. We're on site and I'm watching Bruce repair his mountain bike. This is obviously the best thing you're supposed to do, turn up to a race with broken bits. What's going on here?
1: Um, I am um, perfecting the performance of my bike <laughs> rather than um, building my bike Was there a
0: shifter on it when you arrived? I, uh, well there was a shifter present
1: <laughs>
0: The a shifter in the back of the van <laughs> <laughs> bike and the shifter
1: were, uh, were in the
0: van We've had a good farce on the way because my bike was in the shop, I picked it up about uh, when was it, 12 o'clock, so 6 hours ago uh, and the brakes that I had fitted to it were set up in Euro style So I've got my front brake is now on the left and my back brake's on the right So when we go out tomorrow I'm going to brain myself by going over the handlebars On the very first lap But at least my gears work, unlike Bruce's
1: <laughs> But they'll be working in half an hour, won't they? they say they weren't now, I'm just dialing in the
0: um, the shifting of them yeah. Oh so you got the shifter, oh, I didn't even notice yeah, that yeah, it's the... Good work There's quite a lot of people here already actually The car park's about half full Tons of easy ups Not that many tents actually I wonder if that's because most people are not sleeping (laughs) There'll be a lot of people here doing the 24 hours So they don't need a tent obviously Just need an easy up to grab a quick cup of tea And uh, adjust their bike But uh, it's funny when you come to the mountain bike events Because there's Well we turned up in a Volkswagen Transporter Which we'd come to these events 10 years before and uh, dreamed of having such a thing and Bruce obviously uh, bought himself his uh, dream transporter not that long ago but uh, yeah there's a lot of them around, more vans and easy ups and caravans and camper vans than anything else yeah definitely a particular style to turn up to a mountain bike race especially a 24 for one But anyway, probably should get ready and uh, set up the rest of the tent which is currently lying in a heap because we're struggling to pin the, uh, what do you call them, tent pegs into the ground but hey, the wind's only blowing over the tent most of the time so we'll be fine So at this point, Bruce was still missing a few components, still missing a few little things, a couple of tools actually, I think, to get his bike fully working. So we had to wait for the mechanics uh, to get set up in the morning to finish it off. So nothing else to do at this point than to head into town. We thought we'd get a decent dinner in Fort William, go into uh, the bar, get a a dinner and a a couple of beers, you know, it's only one way to prepare for a 24 hour race. Uh, And our dad was around as well to watch, so we thought we'd go in and uh, relax, get a bit of warmth before the uncomfortableness of the next day. Then of course, back to the campsite, bed for the night in the tent, and then on to the first day of the race. Slept not too bad. It was uh, pretty chilly overnight, but the sleeping bag kept out most of the chill. Not quite enough for the Fort William weather, I think, but the job just went over to try and check in and uh, they are about 10 minutes away from registration I think I'm just sitting here looking at a Land Rover which looks like it's on fire it's uh it <clears throat> looks like it's got a chimney at the top so it's got plumes of smoke coming at the top of this Land Rover I don't know if they've got a wood burning stove in a Land Rover or something but this guy's right in front of them have got a chimney as well so there's folk bringing some pretty sophisticated kit to this thing Anyway, our own our own tent held up my uh, glamping uh, inflatable mattress wasn't too uncomfy. And now just getting ready for the race, just last minute preparations. Make sure the bike's okay. My bike's in one bit at least, <laughs> one piece. Bruce's in about three right now, but I think it's mostly okay. Just a little explanation before the next bit. Uh, I mentioned earlier that my brakes were on back to front, so they were Euro style, which means that uh, front and back brakes were switched around. So likely that in the middle of the night, I was going to grab a handful of back brake and end up going over the front handlebars. So uh, this is what happened next. So for anyone new to racing, one of the uh, cardinal rules is don't race on new kit. (laughs) Don't turn up with someone you've not tried out before and don't try and do any big repairs on the day of the race because it's inevitably going to go wrong. So just to make sure you know that I know these rules, I'm going to change something of mine. (laughs) So my brakes, I'm going to try and change them around. I'm about to try it. Let's see what happens. Amazingly enough, it worked. (laughs) I'm not sure how many times I've ever actually just tried something that I didn't really know how to do, and it just worked first time. And always, of course, if there's a deadline not a (laughs) consequence as in not getting to race uh, for it going wrong then that's when it always goes wrong but this time it went right so yeah swapped over the hoses just unscrewed it took out the hoses Uh, no fluid came out at all actually so the shimano brakes shimano xt disc brakes are obviously pretty well sealed take out the hose Uh, i turned the levers facing upwards so like vertically on the bars so that the reservoirs were uh, pointing upwards I guess which I don't know if that made a difference or not but made me feel safer and nothing came out at all just pulled them out unscrewed it pushed them back in screwed it back in and all's well job done Let's lap one down feels a bit fraudulent at this point really because you're uh, going around doing one lap which is basically less than I'd do on a normal day out in the bike but hey, that's an hour it was a bit harder than I would normally so, but not too much harder, I have to admit um, basically it just didn't stop for the hour it took about 58 minutes to get around the first lap just over 6 miles, I think it was not too technical actually quite muddy, rooty uh, rocky, it's quite a natural trail mostly um, but really good fun actually, it was good fun <laughs> um, which I wasn't expecting I just ended up getting into it and enjoying that first lap and, uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll get less fun as the day goes on, but it was good anyway. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how it continues. I'll report in after the next one. But, yeah, good start. And it's not raining, which is the important thing. So, yeah, talk to you Two laps done now, and not fine actually, uh, it's still, well, it was light for both of those, so they were okay. second one was good actually because it got to know the trail obviously, managed a few of the uh, the obstacles a bit more easily, so I'll get my head around it. But the next one's going to be dark, so the sun is currently going down, I'm looking out over the Nevis Range, it's beautiful actually, um, it's about as nice as I've ever seen it at one of these events. Blue skies, a bit of cloud around, the rain's cleared entirely. And the sun's going down. Looking up on the mountain, you can see um, Ben Nevis up that way. Uh, just a few clouds drifting around the peak. So it's a nice night. If it holds off, if there's no rain through the night, then that'll be a result. Because uh, the last time we did this event, it was sodden. It was horrible. It was so windy. It was ridi- uh, sorry, so rainy. It was ridiculous. So if we get a clear night, that'll be amazing. Um, so I should have, I think, three laps through the night, and then one more in the daytime tomorrow. <clears throat> so I think that's how it's going to work out. Bruce is off for his second lap just now. Um, in his current one, so he'll basically it'll it'll go dark. Dusk will fall during this lap, and uh, he'll have to turn his white light, lights on, and I'll have to get my lights ready for the next one. So still feeling pretty organised so I went and washed the bike um, I've got a box together with all the stuff so uh, I can put my uh, my helmet and my gloves in it and pick out the stuff I need my warm things for the time off so I'm just thinking ahead to uh, trying to be organised for when it's uh, two in the morning and still trying to do this because at that point little tiny things that go wrong will be huge frustrations so if I can manage to figure out a wee system right now then I'm guessing that'll help but I'm sure if I manage to keep this up through the night then you'll probably hear my frustrations and tiredness and all that in about approximately maybe six hours that'll not be midnight but i will be all right then four in the morning call it ten hours okay i'm off to go and sit in the cafe for half an hour get a bit of warmth maybe get a coffee in a couple of little snacks before him to go out for my first dark lap talk to you later on Ah, it's three laps done now. Starting to feel the pace a wee bit. It's kind of, it's weird because it feels like it's not very much, like three laps. It's only, what, close to four hours cycling, three and a half hours? Between three and a half and four hours. So it's not like, it's not a big deal by any means. I've been out and done routes like that many a time. Um, But I think the difference is when I, I, I always forget the fact that when I go out for a three, four hour cycle with a group of pals, when we all go out you have so many but like you stop every half hour and you have a chat and uh, eat some chocolate bars and grab a drink and stuff like that whereas when you're at a race it actually means hard cycling like I'm not stopping and stuff I like that I'm saying that doddled a little bit maybe in that last lap but still it's constant cycling and it's up and down and you're you're making the effort every single time so three and a half to four hours of race cycling even 24 hours so we're not really going that we're not like going proper hard still actually quite hard cycling so yeah it's um feeling in the legs definitely uh and in fact it's more my shoulders and my neck just haven't been out on the bike enough recently just feeling a bit soft like blisters in my hands and stuff like that is ridiculous um but good fun I enjoyed that actually that was the first so that was the first uh, dark lap that was out me out between what was it now it was between half eight so it was between seven quarter past seven and about half eight um and yeah it was it was first time i've been out with uh my new light new light i bought actually uh, it was perfect it's great light actually i got it from aldi of all places uh they sell surprisingly good very cheap biking kit and the light was amazing for the price certainly uh but yeah it was it was just so it's weird it's just so peaceful um like when it's when it's nice weather, obviously it can be horrible if you're cycling at night and it starts raining and windy and stuff. But tonight it's it's quite mild. It's about ten degrees, I think, and there's not really a drop of wind. So you're in the forest and you're cycling along. There's just no sound at all. It's one of those evenings where you feel like there's a you know there's a duvet over the whole world. <laughs> it's just that kind of that sound, especially when you're in a forest. It's so it's such a dead sound. there's no echo no no yeah it's just so quiet um, and peaceful and cozy it feels almost cozy especially when you're cycling and you're warm Um, and uh, it's quite cool there's a lot of good chat going on out there a lot of camaraderie people just saying hello and um, I think when you do an event like this especially a big one like a long one so it's endurance rather than racing so much people are always really friendly because it's kind of, you're going through a trial together, you're going through something hard. Um, so everyone's always quite in good cheer and it's always good to see somebody else going through the same uh, the same evil time. <laughs> Even though we're only eight, nine hours in right now, so it's not exactly that bad. But um, yeah, I hope that it usually continues. So it'll be good fun to see how, how that goes overnight. So Bruce is out now. He headed out at quarter to nine p.m. And... He'll probably be back. We're doing maybe about an hour and five minutes per lap right now. I was about an hour and ten that last one. Uh, No, I was an hour and fifteen that last one, actually. Um, But he's a bit faster than me. So he did... He's hoping for about an hour and five to an hour and ten, which means he'll be back about 11pm. So we're hoping that means I can get another lap in before midnight. uh, And then we'll see how we go from there. We're not sure how we're going to divide it up from there, because... yeah, we'll just see how we feel for sleep and knackered shoulders and necks. <laughs> at the moment, uh, my aim, my aspirational aim, I thought it'd be really good if I could man- manage to do six laps. Uh, and Bruce was hoping for double that at 12. So he's doing thirds. i I'm doing a third. So if we did that, we'd get 18 laps. I think that's pretty good. I think that'd be a fair bit up the, uh, the leaderboard. Um, but if we can... The sort of lower level, if we manage five and ten, 15 laps, that I think would still be really pleased with that. So, uh, if we manage those 15 laps, if I can get another two in, done three already, if I get another two, if Bruce gets another four after this one, then that would mean we'd get the 15 at least, and maybe we can manage to squeeze another one or two by the end of the day. So, still pretty good still good cheer still not too bad I'm eating a stag chilli straight out of the pan right now just did it on the stove got a coffee in front of me a bunch of grapes some macaroons some Red Bull so uh, yeah going to have a sit down now read my book for a wee while and wait for Bruce to get back so it's Uh, half past just after half past one in the morning and it's just changed to half past twelve because obviously they chose the uh, clock changing weekend to run
1: relentless 24 so we've gained an extra hour to cycle in
0: yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) how
1: are you feeling about the two the two hours that you've got ahead of you two laps you're just about to go out on i'm looking forward to the first lap um, but um, I'm apprehensive about the second lap. I'm, <laughs> look, I'm genuinely I'm looking forward to going cycling one lap, but um, <laughs> I, I, I suspect that um, the second lap's going to be a bit of a slog. Yeah. Hi.
0: I, yeah. <laughs> I'm quite glad to be going in the tent a minute. I just had a lap where I got all the way up the first hill, the initial hill, and uh, my light just cut out entirely at the top of the hill. Uh, and I had to. It's proper pitch dark, and I had to try and get down off the hill like that, with my phone, basically,
1: as a torch. So that was good. <laughs> Have you enjoyed it so far, though? Yes. Um, yeah, it's been great fun. Um, the, um, the track's nice. Um, I've done my mountain bike for five years. It's been nice to be out <laughs> um, and gradually regain my confidence in mountain biking abilities over the course of um, the laps that I've done. Yeah. Do it's been fun. And turns out your light's amazing as well. Yeah, the light's epic, yeah, yeah, it's really awesome actually, it's a really cool thing.
0: Just to explain here, Bruce had rented two lights from Exposure, and now they were sponsoring the event, they were providing lights for everybody, a big massive charging station as well, which was a huge help, could go and charge your lights at their place. But Bruce had got uh, the six-pack, which is their flagship light, and joystick as well. So he had the six-pack on his bars and the joystick on the helmet. And yeah, it was a good light. I can confirm it's better than a twenty-five-pound Aldi light, not least because it doesn't break when you're
1: halfway through your lap <laughs> yeah. I kind of thought that, like, because they, obviously they're trying to flog them, um, so I kind of thought that they, when they were um, renting them out, they would rent out like their very best ones. Yeah. So folk were like, With their flagship. Yeah. like the so folk are like, oh wow, those lights are awesome. Yeah. Um, and um, and they are indeed awesome. Yeah. For sure. So it's a
0: cup of soup just now cup of tea and and then and then one more no two more laps and then the plan is to get back up at five five so I'm I'm gonna maybe get about three hours sleep and then get back out at five do another lap then a two then a one then a one don't feel that bad right now
1: About to edgy, well, yeah, we'll tell. <laughs> I'll report back
0: in in about three hours' time when I wake up and see if I still feel happy about it. Okay, we're gonna see what happens next and see if we manage to do what's the aim at the moment? Fifteen laps? No, eleven and six. Seventeen.
1: Seventeen, 17. 17 laps. Um, if we if we do um, what we just said, we're going to do. It'll be seventeen. Yeah,
0: which I think will be good. Yeah. <laughs> Considering our I, lack I of preparation. Yeah, I think
1: the only question marks over there, i get one or two done right now. Yeah. And that would be either 10 laps or 11 laps for me. If I do, well, if I do 2 it it'll be 11.
0: Well, 16 laps, I think, is pretty good as well.
1: Yeah. This is assuming
0: I do another two, which I probably won't. <laughs> I'll roll over at 5.30 and go, screw that, frigging my soldiers. <laughs> okay, that's it. Night-night. Well, this is the bad one. <laughs> up at, uh, what was it? Got into a sleeping bag about half past one and uh, up at about half past four, or so three hours sleep, which isn't awful. Uh, and now it's freezing outside, completely dark, uh, not many folk around. And uh, yeah, everything's wet because it started to rain while we in the tent. So, uh, joy you know, squeeze in a cold clothes try to get a banana down even though I feel a bit sick and get on the trail do one more and then another one in daylight I think and that will make the six so <clears throat> some crazy guy in the tech next to us is doing um, the uh, bells for every single person who goes by which is cool, like totally encouraging camaraderie, all that kind of stuff but eh, uh, didn't lend itself to a good three hours sleep.
1: <laughs> anyway, let's get out there get us a
0: Good morning. Feeling a bit better than the uh, previous recording. Uh, that first lap was amazing actually. It was just Beautiful. Um, cycling round, started off in the pitch black but about maybe 20 minutes in uh, you probably maybe close to half an hour the sun started to come up uh, started to get dawn and blue skies <clears throat> um, and everyone, it's funny how everyone's spirits just seem to lift uh, you see smiles breaking out in folks faces as you realise it's into the next day there's a big barrier I think when you're doing these uh, overnight races or 24 hour races Uh, between yeah one day and the next so you've basically got two days to race so as soon as it goes from one day to the next that sun comes up and you're like that's a huge hurdle that you're over Um, and it's actually I mean it's way far through so that was at about seven this morning so actually it's about two thirds to three quarters of the way through the race so it's way through it but um, yeah it just seems like quite a big barrier for you but uh, yeah, it was cool. It I uh, really enjoyed that one actually because I knew it was the last dark ride uh, and I borrowed uh, Bruce's lights because my light uh, broke the last time around. Um, so uh, yeah, night and day between his lights and mine, by the way, amazing set of lights. I had the head lamp on and the bike lamp on and it was just uh, lit up the entire forest and it just makes you... I don't know I've, I've never been a huge fan of night biking in the past but that just makes a huge difference when you've got a set of lights that high quality you can see everything um, so I was able to speed up I was able to enjoy it a bit more because you could just pick it all out I actually do the downhill the way you normally do so yeah, that was really good it uh, always reminds me a friend of mine once said uh, when you're doing night biking it feels a bit like you're um, on uh, one of the speeders in Return of the Jedi uh, flying through the forest Um, just like trees whipping past you're just dodging in amongst them all Uh, and it's great fun especially when it's night biking because all you see are these little these sort of big shapes flashing past your peripheral vision Uh, so yeah it was good fun this morning but anyway Bruce is out for two more laps right now that'll take us up to probably what will it be maybe 10 past 20 past 10 which means that We don't have time for another two, probably. In fact, definitely don't. Uh, So I'll get another one in before the end. And that'll be us. That'll be me for six laps, hopefully, as long as I finish that one. And Bruce for ten. So that'll be quite good. That'll achieve our... um, Bruce wanted double figures, and I wanted to get six. That was my aim. So yeah, that's really good. So yeah, pleased with that. It's been good fun. I don't even feel that tired right now. And that was it. That's the end of the recordings. Next, we went on. I managed my last lap, finished up with 16. So I got six laps in the end. Bruce Scott is 10. Uh, we, um, <laughs> it was a, it was an exercise in showing how little prepared we were. I, I don't know. I, I, th- I mentioned earlier on in one of the clips, I think, about the, the how I underestimate when you think about six hours of cycling. When I think, I remember the last time I went to a team of four, Um, and thinking it's only six hours it's fine but it's so much more effort so much more of a trial doing it at race pace uh, under the pressure of other people around you somebody else waiting for you to get back so we were pretty happy with that Uh, I think Bruce actually was a wee bit disappointed only to manage 10 I thought it was a a brilliant effort obviously but he's uh, he's kind of higher level in terms of the endurance than I so he was hoping for 12 um, but I think it was just uh, it was a fact that he hadn't been on the bike, like literally had not been on a mountain bike in a few years. Both of us used to go out a lot in our younger days. I still do a fair bit, but Bruce has just been road biking, uh, triathloning recently. So I think that um, event gave him a big taste of mountain biking again. I'm really keen to go and do some more, um, but I think he's, uh, his shoulder and his back, uh, shoulders and his back, and just the general, you know, those muscles that hold you up, hold onto the bars, much more used in mountain biking and it would be in road biking or similar. So I think he was struggling a bit with that. I think he did well with ten. And I was happy with a (laughs) sixteen. We're obviously well down the leaderboard. We're never leading these things by any means. But totally loved it. Definitely coming back for the next one. Um and uh, yeah, it was definitely a different experience doing it as a two, much harder work. Um, especially with russ obviously. Uh, I sort of I think I ended up with about seven and a half to eight hours of cycling, but he was close on fifteen sixteen. Uh so yeah, it was a it was a big effort. And I'd definitely be up for trying a proper fifty fifty one in future. Try to do twelve hours, do one on, one off. Uh definitely need a lot more prep, mind you. <laughs> So, if you're interested in doing something like this, obviously, Relentless Twenty Four is run by No Fuss, uh, and there's another one as well in Scotland. Relentless tends to be the. Um uh, the more pleasant one because it's uh, it's earlier in the year so it's October. Uh, September or October they've always been in the past so the weather is uh, never great in Scotland. Well it was quite nice this time around but it can be it was still wet and cold. Um, but it's a bit better than Strath uh, Puffer, which is in January so that's midwinter in Scotland. You've got more darkness than light. And they are the two options. Uh, I'll link to both of them in the show notes, which you can find at mountainbikesapart.com forward slash 302. So I hope you've enjoyed that. A bit of a different format this time. I'd like to do a bit more of these. I'd like to go out there and uh, record a few more events out there. Uh, so let me know what you thought of it. Uh, definitely a lot I learned in terms of uh, how to record out and about at three in the morning, that kind of stuff. I mean, this is actually my job creating podcasts, but I still made a fair few mistakes in terms of the kit choices and stuff like that because um, I haven't really recorded uh, that kind of live stuff in the past. So it was interesting doing it. I learned a lot. Um, I'd like to do a lot more in the future so let me know what you think, let me know if there's any events you think you want to cover, uh, you want us to cover, uh, let me know as well if you've done a 24 hour race, get in touch, send us in any accounts of your own 24 hour race experiences uh, either send in uh, a voicemail, you can send in a voice recording to colin at mountainbikespart.com, or just send any stories to the email or just get in touch by Twitter and we can maybe have a chat about it as well, but hope you enjoyed that we'll see you for the next episode in a couple of weeks Thank you again for your time, as always, for coming along, spending your time with us on the podcast. And it'll be me and Tom next time round. See you then.